everybody, and welcome to this edition of Wait a Week Mystery. I'm your host and author, J.C. Bodden. In this week's podcast, I'll be sharing with you another chapter from my novel, Someone to Watch Over Me. The book is about Devlin O'Quinn's daughter, Jenny, who's taken a job on campus as a dorm resident advisor while she's working on her graduate degree. This book is the first in the Devlin O'Quinn mystery series. If you like what you hear and can't wait a week for the next installment, Someone to Watch Over Me, as well as the other three books in the Devlin O'Quinn series, is available in both Kindle and paperback format from Amazon. You can check out my website, jcbodden.com, that's j-c-b-o-d-d-e-n.com, for more information and the link to my Amazon page. Now let's not wait any longer. Here we go with episode 114, Someone to Watch Over Me, chapter 14, Revelations. Jenny's Story. Monday morning was a challenge. I hadn't slept well because of nightmares again. I had planned to get up early to get in a good run and some studying, but had overslept again. When I did wake up, it was because my room phone was ringing loudly. It took me several tries to answer it. Hello? My mouth felt like cotton. Miss O'Quinn? I had to clear my throat. Yes, who's this? This is Carrie Wagner, campus police. I was suddenly wide awake. I sat up in bed, jammed the phone under my chin, and started pulling on my jeans. What's wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. Nothing's wrong. I'm just calling to follow up on everything that happened this weekend. There are some things in these reports. Uh, did I wake you? Reports. Uh, uh, okay. I pressed my hand against my heart, thumping against my ribs. What time is it? It's 8.15. I'm sorry. I thought you'd be up. I closed my eyes and imagined the look on Wagner's face, something between a leer and a smirk. No, I was up. I just... Yeah. I could tell by his tone he didn't believe me. I wanted to catch you before you left for class. When would be a good time to get together? To talk? Um, well, I've got class and then some lab work. I'll be free around 11. Oh, good. Lunch. What? He caught me off guard. Um, okay, I guess. I could feel myself blushing. I'll meet you at the Natural Science Building at 11 for lunch. Um, yeah, that'll be fine. I started to tell Wagner goodbye, but stopped. How did you know that my class was at the Natural Sciences Building? What? Oh, I... You didn't say that? He sounded confused. No, I didn't. Hmm, I guess I just assumed it. I'll be there at 11. Okay, 11. I tried very hard to keep my voice neutral. I hung up and flopped back on the bed. I didn't want to be excited about seeing Carrie Wagner. After all, it was strictly business. He wanted to talk about what had happened over the weekend. Still, I felt more than just a few butterflies in my stomach as I showered and dressed. I tried to tell myself that I was nervous about my exam, rather than lunch with an attractive man. In the classroom, I was surprised to see several students gathered around a desk, a copy of the campus newspaper spread before them. Ordinarily, before an exam, there would have been intensive cramming rather than socializing. When I got a little closer, I saw that the front page carried an article about the attack on campus Saturday night. The students glanced up. Did you see this? No. I was reluctant to talk about it. A girl was attacked on Saturday on campus. Can I see it? 
I skimmed the article, relieved to see that my name did not appear. Joe and I were simply mentioned as witnesses. Thanks, Dad. God, Jenny, it's creepy, isn't it? Natasha asked. Um, yeah, I was at the library Saturday night, but... Dr. Seltzer, our professor, entered the room. My God, Jenny, when I looked at the paper this morning, I thought it was you. What? Why? Natasha picked up the paper and folded back the front page and held it in front of me. There, don't you see it? I stared at the colored picture of Amy Patterson, the victim of the attack, and felt the blood drain from my face. Everyone around me nodded as Natasha whispered, The red hair? Green eyes? Freckles? She looks just like you, Jenny. Joe's Story Joey was standing with his father and stepmother in the hallway outside the courtroom when Devlin O'Quinn stepped up. Good to see you again, Joey, he said, shaking the young man's hand. You did great in there. Thanks, Joey mumbled, looking at his shoes. Detective, his father asked, what happens next? Well, the prosecutor is going to call the coroner and then me, and that's all his witnesses. Of course, the defense should have a chance for a rebuttal. It should only last a day or two before it goes to the jury. It's a pretty open-and-shut case, if you ask me. I think that the defense is just trying to persuade the jury to go for manslaughter rather than murder. Devlin adjusted his tie as he spoke. Joey looked up from his shoes. Detective O'Quinn, he said. Yes? I was just wondering if you had talked with Mama Tilly. Devlin smiled at the hopeful look on the young man's face. I have, Joey. She's on her way here to see you right now. Detective, is there really any reason for us to hang around? Joey's father asked impatiently. Devlin looked at the other man in surprise. Well, I'm not sure. I guess I could ask the prosecutor. It's just that we've got a long drive ahead of us, that's all. Sure, I understand. Devlin stepped toward the courtroom door. Just as he did, he saw Tilly coming around the corner. He motioned down the hall so that Joey would see her, too. Tilly bustled up to the group. Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going? She grabbed Joey and gave him a big hug. Goodness sakes, Joey, I believe you've grown about two inches since the last time I saw you. Three, actually, Joey said with a huge smile as he stepped back. Well, it's good to see you, son. Tilly ruffled her fingers through his hair and then smiled at his father and stepmother. Hello again. How are you both? Fine, I guess, his father answered gruffly, except for the fact that we're here for a murder trial. Well, yes, that's unfortunate, of course, Tilly responded sympathetically. She turned to her brother-in-law. How's the trial going, Devlin? I think it's going well. I was just saying that I think a conviction is a given. It's just a matter of whether or not the jury goes with manslaughter. That will mean the difference in sentencing, of course. He cleared his throat and glanced at Joey. The prosecutor stepped out onto the hallway, surprised to see the group standing there. Oh, hello, detective, he said as he shook Devlin's hand and nodded at everyone else. We're in recess for lunch. He looked at Joey. You did fine in there, young man, he smiled. Yes, sir. Joey's father spoke. Listen, is there any reason why we need to stick around anymore? I mean, we've got a long drive ahead of us, and my mother-in-law is keeping our two younger sons. No, there's no need. The defense has no plans to call Joey back. You're certainly free to go. He smiled as the two men shook hands. Thank you for bringing him, he said with a smile, nodding his head in Joey's direction. Excuse me. Well, that does it then, Joey's father said. We're going to get gone. I wish to God I'd never met that woman. Come on, Joe.
He looked impatiently at his son. There was an awkward silence as Joe looked from his father to Devlin and then Tilly. Honey, his stepmother said to her husband, let's get the car from the parking garage and let Joey tell the detective and Tilly goodbye. Joey turned to Devlin. Detective O'Quinn, thanks for getting that guy. Devlin squeezed the young man's shoulder. Take care of yourself now, son. Tilly grabbed him, pulling him tight into an embrace. Then she set her hands on his shoulders and looked into his face. Joey, I want you to know that Papa Mickey and I will always be your parents, too. Not many kids can say that they've got as many parents that love them as you do. She smiled and brushed the hair back off his face. Joey stood fidgeting in front of his foster mother, his blue eyes bright. I, I, I love you, too, Mama Tilly. That concludes this week's chapter of Someone to Watch Over Me. Thanks a bunch for listening. To find out what happens next, please come back for episode 115 of Wait a Week Mystery or visit jcbodden.com to order the book. Either way, I hope your wait is a happy one.